This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. God wants to bless you beyond your wildest expectations. Last week, Pastor Ray taught us about financial blessings and specifically about the vital role the tithe plays in the blessing of our finances. Here, encouraged by the powerful truth that it was never the mind of God that his children should lack anything, we know we have the right to live life to its fullest, even beyond finances, expecting prosperity in all things, spiritually, socially, and emotionally too. In this week's message, Beyond the Tithe, Pastor explores these other blessings, shares Abraham's powerful encounter with Melchizedek, and enlightens us of the truth that being poor and lacking has nothing whatsoever to do with being humble or righteous. Now, knowing that God may have someone else in mind when he blesses you, and after hearing Pastor's nine practical reasons why God wants to bless you, you may have to simply ask yourself, what possible reason can I have for not receiving my blessing? God wants you to succeed in life. It's not God that's holding you back. That's a cop-out and excuse that people use all the time. Say, well, it was God's will. You wouldn't know God's will from, I don't know, you stick something in there, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't, you, you just wouldn't because that's just an excuse. I've never accepted that excuse. And there have been many, many times along the way where it seemed like I was going to fail. It seemed like things were falling apart. But I had to pick myself up, regroup, pray, grow from the experience. Why are y'all looking at me at that tone of voice? Grow from the and through the experience. In other words, I could either allow this to, you know, cut me back and and cut the legs out from under me, or I can rise up like a true man of God and say, with God, all things are possible. So, so this is the, the foundation of prosperity that I'm trying to get to with you. And, um, you know, I, I want to point this out, and we'll pick up on this next week. Because I want to talk about the financial part of it. Because you remember back in the Old Testament, and we'll stop here. But you remember back in the Old Testament when God had a conversation with Abraham? And what did he say to Abraham? He said, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. How many remember that? Right? And then in the book of Galatians, Paul says this. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now listen, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So one of the things you have to look at is that when God said he was blessing Abraham, was that just a spiritual blessing? 
it was a material blessing. Because if you investigate it, maybe we'll look at it a little bit more deeply next week. It says that Abraham was increased with goods, with camels, with flocks. He was, he was increased in the natural. And then one of his servants uh, said of him, he says, the Lord has made my, my master very wealthy. Now, Galatians tells us that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. So what's the blessing of Abraham? It's a material blessing. Thank you for that one. That's right. Thank you, Mike. You got it. You're with me. So when we're talking about the blessing of God, because sometimes we talk about, oh, you know, I just praying for the blessing of the Lord. I don't know what you, what you think is the blessing, but the blessing, according to what we see here, is definitely absolutely material. It's material. But you see, a, a lot of us come from backward, religious, stupid thinking that taught you a long time ago through your ancestors. Because I came, I came through one of those. I came, you know, I came out of one of those denominational churches. I came out of the Catholic church where the, the, the priests, and this is not condemning anybody if you're Catholic watching or whatever, but the priests take a vow of poverty. I decided that when I came into ministry that I was taking a vow of prosperity. But it's that stinking thinking that's got the minds of people thinking somehow that being poor is godly, being poor is humble, that somehow I've got greater favor with God because I'm poor, and that ain't the truth. Because you read the Bible, you'll see that all of God's men, the prophets of old, even into the New Testament, were wealthy people. And they were all increased by God himself. So the God who was increasing them in the Old Testament and of those days is still increasing his people today. Come on, somebody give me a better name. He said, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health, even as your soul prospers. We got to get it. We got to get to the soul, to the heart of the matter. The soul has to grow. That's why I tell you, see, a lot of Christians don't want to hear this. You want to hear, oh, God's going to prosper. And you start talking about prosperity and you talk about, you know, uh, the blessings of God. Everybody shout amen, clap. That's for me. That's for me. But when you start talking about maturity, when you start talking about an internal change, well, you're not talking to me. I'm perfect. I don't need to change. You need to change. Come on. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Don't, you know, oh, you don't, that's not for me. That's for somebody else. Goes right over your head. Well, if it just went over your head, you better jump up and catch it because it was meant for you. The goal in my life has never been to be rich, to be successful, although I've wanted those things. The goal in my life is, Lord, change me. Take everything out of my way that prevents me from accomplishing and being everything that you would have for me to accomplish in my life and to be in my life. Take away, help me, God, to strip away those things that keep getting in my way. Keep undoing the very blessings that you're trying to bring into my life. Can you see, you see, Christians don't want to take responsibility for themselves. And this is, this, is, this is what I'm trying to get at, that God wants to prosper you far above anything you could ever ask or imagine. He wants to do great things, bring you to great places, but you have got to be prepared. If you are not growing, 
if you are not developing, if you're not overthrowing the things of the world in your life, of your past life, if you're not undoing those things in your life and having a passion and a craving to be all that God wants you to be. Listen, you can pray for prosperity all day long. 365 days a year, you can fast yourself into a size 28 waist. <laughs> and that ain't going to produce nothing. I pray that you would prosper. Listen to what John's saying. I'm praying for your prosperity. I'm believing for your prosperity. I'm believing that you're going to walk and live in health and vitality and strength. But I also pray that you will understand it's as your soul prospers. That's why you just can't show up in church once in a while. You can't just not show up in church once or just show up in church once in a while. TV audience. <laughs> you got to be passionate about God, passionate about this world, passionate, understanding that you, knowing and understanding that this word changes my life. Oh man, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen today for sure. You're making me work hard, but it's the truth. I pray, John says, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul prospers. Soul's got to prosper. The inner man's got to prosper. And that's really the heart and the goal of what I'm going to be sharing. Hopefully we're going to change some thinking and turn some minds and change some direction and get ourselves on a new and a fresh and a, and, a, and a better direction than you've ever been in your life. So let's just, I've got a few minutes here. So let's, um, let's just do this. The word prosper from the Strong's Concordance, this is what it means. The word prosper means to help on the road. It means to succeed in reaching. It means to succeed in business affairs. And it means to have a prosperous journey. This is out of the Strong's Concordance. This is a Bible concordance. So when, when, when John writes here, I pray, beloved, that you may prosper in all things, that's what he's saying. He's saying, I pray that you find the help of God on the road. That you succeed in reaching whatever goals and visions and aspirations you have in your life. That you succeed in your business affairs. God wants you, if you're in business, God doesn't want you just merely getting by. He wants you to do really well. And, and, and to, 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 come on, he wants you to, to succeed and be the best at what you do. So he says, it, it, again, it means to prosper, uh, to, to help on the road, to succeed in reaching to succeed in business affairs and to prosper, to have a prosperous journey. God wants you and I to have a prosperous journey through this life that we are walking. Not to just go through poor, broke, insufficient, barely getting by, but some things have got to change. You got to change. That's what I'm laboring at to do as a pastor, to change your thinking. Help you to see how important it is and how valuable it is to do it God's way and not your way. Your stubborn head has gotten you into trouble over and over again, and it's prevented you 
from really entering into the levels of prosperity. Not all of you, but there are some of some. I'm not talking to everybody, but you know who you are. You know the old, the old saying, if the shoe fits, wear it. Don't keep passing it off on somebody else. It's your shoe. Put it on, baby. <laughs> and really, I mean, I don't know about you, but the way I look at things, if the word is not working in my life in some area, I start to look at myself and say, well, what, what, do, what have I done? I need to change something. Because this ought to be working. We ought to be prospering. Now, now, please understand, I'm not saying that everyone's going to be a quadrillionaire. You know, that's not really the goal because it doesn't, you know, prosperity means different things. And, and ultimately, this is what I believe it means. Like I started out saying before, that you're not dependent on anybody. You can be self, self-dependent. You don't need the, the government. You don't need the Social Security check. You, you ought to be able in your lifetime, and, and if some of you younger people will listen to me, and do some of these things, you'll see how quickly you can amass money in your life. This is the natural part, of course. We're going to get to that in a couple of weeks. But you'll you'll be surprised at how quickly you can amass money. That when you get to be my age in your 60s, you'll be a multimillionaire. It's not just going to happen because you're wishing for it. You know, or people, you know, people are, are waiting for some windfall. Like we talked about lotto, I'm going to buy the lotto. Baby, forget the lotto. (laughs) Big boy, forget the lotto. Put it in the kingdom. Do it God's way and see the return that you'll get. That, that. Now, the truth be told, I I used to buy lottery tickets. I stopped about a week ago. No, I'm only kidding. (laughs) Back in my early 20s because that's when Lotto first came out you know I don't know when it was in the late 60s or something when I got into the 70s and I got to working later in the 70s got a job and everybody in the job would start buying Lotto tickets and so I'd go down there and buy Lotto ticket and you know oh yeah rub a dub dub it's my my ticket you know (laughs) to the stars man I wasted my money but I got wise pretty quickly this is a bunch of baloney I'm giving my money to some machine taking a ticket hoping my numbers are going to come out you know you know what the chances are I mean I didn't know what the odds were but now people go and some you just by the look on your face this morning I know I'm talking to you as a matter of fact while I was preaching some of you were checking your lotto numbers from last night's dawn lotto ain't gonna do it you've got to be deliberate you've got to work at this prosperity in your life starts internally And then it works its way to the external. You got to change. You got to change. Say, I got to change. Got to change. And you see, that's where that poverty mentality comes in. Because it it, it holds you back. You think, oh man, I can't ever succeed. I can't ever do. Well, who am I? Well, you know, I used to think like that. As some of you, I don't want to shock the socks off of you. But, you know, I only have a high school education. That's it. Didn't go to college tried, but because of poverty, I couldn't. Poverty prevented me from going to school. Poverty pre- prevented me from doing a lot of things when I was younger. Some of you don't know what that is because you grew up with parents that were successful and you had money. You didn't want for anything. I know what it is to want. We were so poor, my mother couldn't, couldn't even buy a washing machine. 
I used to have to carry my laundry to the, to the laundromat at 14 years old and stay there for two hours washing, washing clothes to help my mother. I know what it is. I know what it feels like. And I know it is of the devil. Poverty will prevent you and hold you back. But some, some of you don't understand that. So, you know, when you talk about this message of prosperity, you've, you've just been in a situation where you've always gotten things. It's always been handed to you. You didn't know what it was like. Well, you know, wake up and smell the coffee because you're a big boy now. You're a big girl now. People, aren't gonna, people are not going to, like, people are not going to do what your parents did to help you. You're going to have to learn how to do it on your own. So this message is really important for you as well. Am I speaking to anybody here this morning? I don't know how else to do it, but be really truthful, right? I always want to serve it right straight up because... So, without a high school education, without any formal training, without any Bible school, without any cemetery, I mean seminary, um, God managed to work in my life in a way to where I've done pretty well. Done pretty well. It goes to prove that if you allow God to change you in, inside and allow God to teach you, to train you, allow your soul to prosper, to get real with this stuff, start doing the principles and living the principles, that your life can prosper too in every sense of the word. Your life can prosper just like mine has prospered. So he says, I pray that you would prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, so again, to help on the road, to succeed in reaching, God wants you to succeed in reaching your goals and visions. To succeed in business affairs, he wants your business to, to rock. He wants your business to, to do really well. And, and you say, well, I did business and I failed. That's okay. Just because you failed doesn't mean you don't, you should quit. You need to pick yourself up and keep on doing it. I failed at a lot of things. You just got to pick yourself up, reorganize, rethink it. Maybe you've got to change some things. Maybe the way you're doing business, maybe the way you're handling things, get some good advice, get some, some and pick yourself up and keep on going. Because the ultimate thing here is that God wants you to succeed in life. It's not God that's holding you back. That's a cop out and excuse that people use all the time. Say, well, it was God's will. You wouldn't know God's will from, I don't know, you stick something in there, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't, you, you just wouldn't because that's just an excuse. I've never accepted that excuse. And there have been many, many times along the way where it seemed like I was going to fail. It seemed like things were falling apart, but I had to pick myself up, regroup, pray, grow from the experience. Why y'all looking at me at that tone of voice? Grow from the and through the experience. In other words, I could either allow this to, you know, cut me back and, and cut the legs out from under me. Or I can rise up like a true man of God and say, with God, all things are possible. So, so this is the, the foundation of prosperity that I'm trying to get to with you. And um, 
you know, I, I want to point this out, and we'll pick up on this next week, because I, I want to talk about the financial part of it. Because you remember back in the Old Testament, and we'll, we'll stop here, but you remember back in the Old Testament when God had a conversation with Abraham? And what did he say to Abraham? He said, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. How many remember that? Right. And then in the book of Galatians, Paul says this. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now listen, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So, one of the things you have to look at is that when God said He was blessing Abraham, was that just a spiritual blessing? It was a material blessing. Because if you investigate it, maybe we'll look at it a little bit more deeply next week, it says that Abraham was increased with goods, with camels, with flocks. He was, he was increased in the natural. And then one of his servants uh, said of him, he says, the Lord has made my my master very wealthy. Now, Galatians tells us that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. So what's the blessing of Abraham? It's a material blessing. Thank you for that one. That's right. Thank you, Mike. You got it. You're with me. So when we're talking about the blessing of God, because sometimes we talk about, oh, you know, I just praying for the blessing of the Lord. I don't know what you, what you think is the blessing, but the blessing, according to what we see here, is definitely absolutely material. It's material. But you see, a, a lot of us come from backward, religious, stupid thinking that taught you a long time ago through your ancestors, because I came, I came through one of those. I came, you know, I came out of one of those denominational churches. I came out of the Catholic Church, where the, the, the priests, and this is not condemning anybody if you're Catholic, watching or whatever, but the priests take a vow of poverty. I decided that when I came into ministry that I was taking a vow of prosperity. But it's that stinking thinking that's got the minds of people thinking somehow that being poor is godly, being poor is humble, that somehow I've got greater favor with God because I'm poor, and that ain't the truth. Because you read the Bible, you'll see that all of God's men, the prophets of old, even into the New Testament, were wealthy people. And they were all increased by God Himself. So the God who was increasing them in the Old Testament and of those days is still increasing His people today. Come on, somebody give me a better amen. But you got to understand the principle. You know, on the other hand, I want to just explain something to you because we're going to talk about this. In order to preach the gospel, we need money. In order to do the work of God, you need money. How do you do this kind of stuff if you don't have prosperity? How do you do radio programs if you don't have prosperity? How do you preach the gospel without pro We're going to talk about that coming up next week and see what God says about it in the Word. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors